Hey everyone, this is Josh with Spurgeon Maniacs to share how you guys can partner with us. First off, thank you to everyone who has been listening to our show and to those of you that came to our conference. We are gearing up to expand what we do for you guys, but we need your help. Go on over to patreon.com forward slash Spurgeon Maniacs. We would love to have your support to continue doing this podcast, conferences, and so much more as we grow. Also, give this podcast a five-star review on Apple or Google Podcasts. That's how more and more people are going to find what we're doing over here. Lastly, come find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and don't forget to email us at podcast at SpurgeonManiacs.com. Now, here is your episode. Charles Spurgeon was a man that God used, and millions are still being impacted by his kingdom work. As we examine his life and ministry, we hope to strengthen today's church and bring glory to Christ. My name is Joel Littlefield, lead pastor of New City Church in Bath, Maine, and I'm joined by my brother in Christ, Josh Whitney. Welcome to the Spurgeon Maniacs podcast. to 12 minutes it's i have a weird phenomenon how did you do that those things happen literally without like within a variation of a half a second it turned to 12 minutes on the dot i don't know dude it's a gift i have i do it at the stoplight when i can't see lights i'll be like three two boom and i snap and it goes to the green and my kids are like (gasps) (laughs) yeah and timing and clocks like hey what time is it uh, and then i'll guess the time uh, it's like three thirteen. yeah or Ka- i always and we do these games all the time callie will go to the store she'll come back and uh i'll be like hold on let me guess how much you spent and just look at the groceries and i'll try to guess it i'm, I'm not always accurate but it's sometimes it's within a few dollars you're, you're it's six ho- cents off i don't know why your touch. <laughs> i love i love guessing things like that and so when i go to ask callie to guess things assuming she loves the same things i love hey guess what i did today just tell me what you did today. <laughs> hey. I want to play these mind games. <laughs> guess. <laughs> How far is the earth from the sun? 93 million miles. Enough about the sun. Enough about the <laughs> sun. <laughs> I can't uh, remember what episode that was, but that. Yeah. He's a, he is uh, interviewing for the manager. Andy yes. is. Enough yeah. about the sun. Enough about the sun. <laughs> oh, man. Cool. Well, good day. Good day, good, good hot day. day here in Mid Coast, Maine. Ninety. Mm. You said a hundred degrees in your car. So as soon as I started driving, you know, it quickly went down to ninety. That's truck temperature, interior truck temperature. Yeah. Okay. It felt like a hundred degrees when I sat in the truck. Oh my gosh. Gotcha. Yeah. But here we are. Nice. It's good to be here. We are good to go. Well, hey, I need to get a Spurgeon Maniac sticker. You do. I don't even have one. 
How do you not have at one? all? Ever? No, no, I've never had one. But, but this, uh, is, this is yours. Like, how do you not have one? Man, I'm one of the original maniacs. You're one of the. <laughs> Dare, dare say, dare, dare say, say, the original maniac. Is it okay if I put my feet up on my desk? I was just going to say something like, oh my gosh, are my feet dirty? It's okay. They're surprisingly clean. <laughs> and I've been wearing flip-flops all day, too. That's why I said they're surprisingly oh, clean. Oh, man. Okay. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> all right. For all you people that love banter, that's a little bit of, of what Joel's attire looks like. Yeah, we're on, we are. on the table. No socks. What does on fleek mean? On fleek means super cool. I have no idea. Oh. I don't know what that means. <laughs> like, no, it doesn't. No. I think it's like a, a like an actual real fashion statement. It is. Okay. I don't like, know what that's it means. On fleek. I recently heard someone saying chic, and I'm like, I don't know what that means. I just, I don't know. Isn't that the leader of some religion? Yes. A chic. Yes. But it's different when it's C H I C. My religion is Sikh, but I like to restore 1967. Camaro, what's what's the? I'm trying to do more office quotes. The guy with the oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. um, They're like, well, if you're going to reduce my identity to my religion, then I'm Sikh. But I'm restoring a whatever car in my garage, and I yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, Shut shut up. (laughs) Well, okay, we're really making up for all the office quotes now. All right, so okay, I have one more. One more? No. Oh, (laughs) no. We should we should move on. All right. Well, welcome back, everybody. To it our most good. planned out episode we've had. It's been a while. Weeks. So, yeah, I like to ha- when we have a little bit of a plan. It's good to go. We're good. <clears throat> so. I'm just going to high five your foot. Real quick. Yeah, just do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're back in yeah. the uh, Lost Sermons. We're going to look at. Uh, I liked this phrase when I was thinking about this. Just thinking about J- Jeffrey Chang again. We're going to look through Spurgeon today. Mm-hmm. Look at the life of Christ and his word. And so we're talking about a difficult subject. I say difficult, and I only just I only mention that because I know it's difficult for some to hear and think about. But I think most Christians, most genuine Bible-loving, God-fearing Christians, just understand that there is judgment. God is a God of judge, but we're a judgment, a God of judge, a God of judges. God, he is a God of judges, <laughs> and He judge, and and He judge. We're going to talk about God's judgment today. Yeah, um, specifically from a sermon that that Spurgeon preached. Um, on the future judgment of God, God's future judgment. Mm-hmm. Um, he preached this sermon again, early days, and it was coming out of Colossians 3.25, which reads, But he that doeth wrong shall receive for the wrong which he hath done, and there is no respect of persons. Classic KJV. Mm-hmm. So Spurgeon clearly believed in the coming judgment of God, and so do we. We hope you do, too. If you're listening, you believe that there is a judgment that is coming. It's an important part of, of Christian doctrine. Let me just share a couple statements that Spurgeon made in a few other places, not from this particular verse, but as he was other places of preaching and, and writing. He says this, But though I cannot make you see sin, yet I can leave this truth with you. You will one day feel what sin means, unless you repent of it. For he that spread not his own, spared not his own son, <laughs> he who spared not his own son, <laughs> will, will, <laughs> that totally messed well, me up. Let's just I was going to say, we'll, we do- <laughs> will not spread you like thin butter on toast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, puny oh, humans. Are you, are you, are you, are you, 
That was my best rewind. <laughs> that was so good. It sounded exactly like a rewound tape. All right. But though I cannot make you see sin, yet I can leave this truth with you. You will one day feel. I'm not even doing anything. You are cracking up inside. I can see it. No, I'm trying to move away from the mic. Dude, would you like? Because I'm breathing. I thought you were covering. No, that's me. All right, exhaling away from the mic. Take number three. Here we go. Here we go. But though I cannot make you. Hot out. Her brains are fried. I need water. <laughs> I'm dehydrated. It's probably because you're in such a relaxed position. Maybe you I should, should sit up. Sit. It's, fine. it's fine. Oh my gosh. All right. That's going on it. You have access right. to our Twitter, right? Uh, I sure do. We're going to tweet that. All mm-hmm. right. You will one day feel what sin means unless you repent of it. For he that spared not his own son will not spare you. Bingo. If the judge upon the throne smote Christ, who had no sin of his own, smote him so sternly for other men's sins, what will he do with you? If he spared not his beloved son, what will he do with his enemies? This is really not something to be laughing about. No. I, I'm even cry laughing. Like yeah. my, I got tears I'm wiping away. But that is serious. Spurgeon just brings up this insane yeah. thought to think introspectly about. If God did not spare his son, why would he spare sinners who are responsible for their sin? Mm -hmm. Anyway, good thought. Second one, justice may at times leave the courts of man, but it abides upon the tribunal of God. Simple statement. Mm -hmm. God's justice never fails, though human courts will fail in their judgments. They'll make wrong judgments um, where justice does not prevail here on earth. Oftentimes, it will never be that case with God. In the mm. courts of heaven. Yeah. He is the judge, and there will be a future judgment. Spurgeon not only believed in judgment, but he preached judgment. And uh, today there are churches that would not even touch that topic. No. no. Um, that's a sad, sad thing. <clears throat> not even in conversation. Not even in conversation. I, I've had people be like, you can't, you're, you're not <clears throat> supposed to judge other people. Yeah. Like, oh, man. Oh, you, you absolutely are. What's crazy is that people would have that conversation and then read the Bible and just, I mean, you can't, you cannot read the Bible and, and think that God isn't a judge yeah, or is going to judge or hasn't brought judgment at some point on this earth. Well, I was going to say we should probably not, I mean, we might be talking underneath a lot of our listeners, but it might be worth kind of going into what we even mean by judgment or judging or to judge. Okay, because so I was talking with people recently, uh, people who are close to me, and I was saying we absolutely should judge people, and they were absolutely. and they were having a hard time with that. And I'm like, wait, 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 we, and I asked them like, let's let's back up and let's go let's go backwards. What is it you think I mean when mm-hmm. I say judge? Because they were thinking I, they they meant uh, critical, like being a surfacey, yeah, kind of like you know, criti- looking at criticizing them how and then somebody just judging looks. them. Yeah, don't judge me. You know why I, I was just having a deja vu because we did ask ask Pastor podcast with Austin and I answered yeah. this question, but I thought we had this conversation. We did not. No. That was not this podcast. No. Okay, good. That's the other That's one. That's the other one. The almost as good, <laughs> not nearly as popular and influential in Obviously. this world. Obviously. Of course. 
But yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So in this case, we're all, we're talking about God's judgment. So that's a piercing, penetrating judgment that goes to the soul. God has mm-hmm. that right to do that. But I, in our for for the little exchange that we did, and what most people have probably discussed with other Christians or nominal Christians is, yeah, that surfacey judgment. But when we're saying that God is the judge, we are saying He He separates the sheep from the goats, yeah, and He will bring wrath and judgment upon sinners and the wicked that have rebelled against him and have not repented of sin. Mm. And that is sure. Scripture is very clear of that. And you're going to, in a second, be able to talk about some of those things. But um, churches don't do not do that. We need, to, we need to not only talk about it, but pastors need to preach on it. And I don't mean like go out of your way to just find and just preach mm. on judgment. But if the scriptures are talking of judgment, don't skip it. Mm. Preach it. Mm. So in this sermon outline that we're looking at, we're combing over this 1852 um, sermon, and we're going to look at several aspects of why we know there will be a future judgment. He, in his typical outline fashion that we've been looking at, he, he covers those things. And secondly, we're going to look at what it means that God is impartial in his judgment or that he's mm-hmm. no respecter of persons in his judgments. And ultimately, this will give us a, a good look at the gospel again, which is just never, it's never too old. We're going to just find ourselves right back there again at the hope of Christ. But those two things, and then so for our conversation and to help us kind of shift our next segment, we're, what are some scriptures, Josh, and additionally that we can look at that speak to those two things, sort of God's impartial judgment, but also that his judgment is sure. God is the judge. Mm-hmm. It's coming. What are, we, what are we looking at? Yeah, so <clears throat> Romans 2, 15 is 16 talks about uh talks about this sure judgment and it says they show that the work of the law is written on their hearts talking about all all people while their conscience also bears witness and their conflicting thoughts accuse or even excuse them on that day when according to my gospel god judges the Mm. secrets of men by christ jesus and talking about like what that secret is it's it's not God's will hidden because I just wanted to add this one in here. It doesn't talk about necessarily this impartial judgment, but, but the impartiality of God and, 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 and the pointedness of who he is. And this is Hebrews four twelve talking about the word that mm. the word of God is living and active sharper than any two edged sword piercing to the division of soul and of spirit of joints and of marrow and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And no creature is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed to the Mm. eyes of him who we must give an account. Mm -hmm. So it's not uh, some people have uh, have said Christianity and Islam are like really close together, or at least people have made that comment about Calvinism, that we serve the same God. Mm -hmm. But um, but in that sphere, he makes up his mind. Allah makes up his mind however he feels. Uh, we have the revealed word of God. That's right. So it's not as if his righteousness is hidden from us, that we cannot comprehend what it means to be righteous or mm-hmm. what it means to be holy. It's been given to us. That's right. So he's not impartial in the sense of however he feels on any given day depends on how he judges persons, but is that he is impartial perfectly. Where we have Lady Justice who is blind, and that's the woman who holds the weights and scales, and she has a blindfold over her head. Right. God is 
the truest form of that. That's right. He does not respect anybody's person or and how they are. And he's unchanging. Unchanged. It is a, that scale never shifts. <clears throat> it right. is always the same. On one side is God's holy, perfect nature. Mm-hmm. And on the other side is everything that falls short of that holy, perfect nature. It's scary. It is scary. And good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Romans ten twelve says that there is no distinction between Jew and Greek for the same Lord is Lord of all mm. bestowing his riches on all who call on him for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Amen. Yeah. It's good, man. So he is, he is impartially perfect and he's also perfect in his grace that there is not a hidden mystery to, to God's grace. That's right. Yeah. And we, um, yeah. So those scriptures beautifully highlight the impartiality of God. We also know his judgment is sure. Mm-hmm. And a couple of things that we don't, unless some things come to mind, but Spurgeon just touches on it. We also have this evidence in historical judgments. Yep. God has judged before. Mm-hmm. And because of that, we know that judgment is in his nature. Mm-hmm. Um, it's part of who he is. Mm-hmm. Going back to our little topic of before of like, should, is it right to judge? You, if you love, then you will judge. Mm-hmm. If you have perfect love, then you will have perfect judgment and justice. Mm-hmm. And that's God. Uh, I love my kids, so I will judge those who seek to harm my kids. Mm-hmm. There will be a judgment that is brought, but it won't be like God's. I can't. I won't destroy yeah. anybody. Yeah. With fire and brimstone. Yeah. Or I can't cast anybody to hell. Neither would I want to. But there will be judgment. So just kind of bring that out to the, you know, yeah. million times that in God's perfect wrath and yeah. holy justice. You can't you can't have perfect love without perfect hatred. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Perfect hatred. Yeah. Perfect. Exactly. Hatred. I like that. Righteous hatred. Yeah. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Righteous yeah. hatred. Because like you're mentioning your kids. Yeah. You say, oh, I love my kids. I would do anything for my kids. And then someone comes into your yard and hits them and beats them and then walks away and be like, eh, so is life. Yeah, now yeah. You would seek out justice for your kids. I would not turn my cheek if somebody hit my kid. No. No, there would be retribution. There would be, yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, am I getting... I'm getting Good. fiery. Dude, plus I just watched Sound of Freedom last night. So, like, I'm kind of... Yeah, it was... Man, you, that's was, a wonderful example. Like, w- yeah. what about the justice for those kids? Hey, go see Sound of Freedom. Yeah. I'm talking to you, Josh. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you guys. Yeah, you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you guys need to go watch that. No, movie. I, I was saying that to everybody and, yeah. and you. I I'm do, assuming you're going to want to. Go. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah, definitely. Go see it. And um, we've kept it hidden for far too long. Discern who you bring with you for kids. Sure. Like, uh, it's a very real topic. Maybe 11, 12, 13 years old could make, could handle it. Maybe because of what it is, the content is about or yeah, the content kid, they show. Well, what the content's about and they definitely show kids being taken. Mm. You know, if you bring too young of a daughter, especially, oh, um, you know, definitely could cause them to be thinking about things at night and not sleep. Sure. sure. Um, it is very well done. Uh, from what I heard, we're sidetracking here, but it's kind of on the same pl- same note. I heard my wife heard that Mel Gibson is making th- two d- additional movies to stack on top of this one to show. Really? the the greater breadth of this because one of the critics uh one of the criticisms i heard of the movie is they make it feel like it's only out there in the amazon and not here in our little communities but the but then callie um that's my wife's name by the way callie 
mentioned she had read that that's what they're why he's making more movies to to broaden mm. the picture. So it's hard to tell the entire story of every because that was yeah. his true story. That was this guy's true story, which but doesn't I think deal with Maine. Doesn't deal with Maine or any other small and, cities, yeah, but yeah. they do. Uh, so, dude, I don't know if you knew this, but this movie was actually finished five years ago. Did you hear that? This movie, it was finished five years ago. It took five years to get through all the bureaucratic red tape hoops that they had to jump through. All the people that did not want this movie out there in the theaters to completely expose this $150 billion industry. Yeah. It took five years to get into theaters. Yeah. That's saying something. I've got other things that would derail us so much farther. So maybe we, yeah. I I don't find that difficult to believe whatsoever. Yeah, exactly. Maybe we should do a... No, never mind. All right. <clears throat> so God's Let's justice. Stay. So God's justice, is righteous wrath, righteous that, anger, all exactly. of that wickedness. Exactly. And we might not find all of those people in this lifetime Man. and and take mm. them down. Yes, yeah, see, but listen. God. Mm-hmm. God does not let that go. And yeah. There's some we we should find satisfaction and hope in that God's justice against all of those things. Will not be uh, will not be thwarted. That's right. But it, it it would still be a mistake for us to think that God's forgiveness also couldn't be given towards those same evil. That's right. People. We have to hold both of those hand in hand at the same time. God could save a wicked sinner. Eve, yes. Could God save a pedophile? Yes. But when there is action to be taken against an injustice, yes. you you take action. Yes. You take action and you leave it to the grace of God. You leave it to the mercy of God. It's why God gave Israel up to judgment because they refused to show mercy and justice. Little glimmers, little glimpses of God's justice and judgment in on earth. We get to see in moments like that. And this movie did depict that those, those moments where you saw justice happening mm-hmm. in a, in a degree that only could happen on earth. It's going to be even greater. If these men don't mm-hmm. repent of their sin, there is no escape from God's wrath mm-hmm. and it will be furious and not because they're worse than other sinners that are as bad as it's, it's that God's just judgment is, is a furious judgment against sin mm-hmm. in general. All right. We've, we, 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 I think we've mm. made the point. God, yep. God is going to judge <clears throat> and it is righteous. And, um, so a couple of things that we can talk about. Um, first of all, just what, what comes to mind, this would be, just could be helpful just for us to just sort of dialogue on this real quick. What comes to mind when you think about God as the judge? Mm. What do you think about? Well, it's just what I mentioned earlier with like lady justice, like okay. though it kind of, the the blindfold is not so thick yeah uh, today yeah than it used to be right uh but we don't have to worry about that with with our father that's right uh he is he, he yeah he doesn't have good days and bad days yeah he his his judgment is a perfect judgment um his ruling is consistent mm-hmm. um and we know we know what his ruling is based on his revealed word yeah so we talk. We see this great mystery in the scriptures of how how uh, the people of Israel and the Gentiles could be reconciled together under Christ. But but it's not mysterious uh, what his what his plan of redemption is, or what his justice is, or what wrath will be poured out on. Yeah. None of that is mysterious. Right. We know exactly what his revealed will is. So uh, yeah, uh, a perfect judge. 
an unbiased judge mm-hmm. and a clear and loving judge to show us uh, what what his judgment looks like. It's good. I think in this moment, I think any maybe any other day or randomly asked that, I could think of something different. Right now, at the very yeah. moment, I'm thinking of his power. God as mm. judge. <clears throat> and think of all the times that he's judged when he judged when he's judged Israel, when he judged the world with the, the flood. Powerfulness of his <clears throat> judgment yeah. or mm-hmm. or the what he can bring with his judgment. Mm. How swift, how powerful. Think about um I think about Pharaoh, think about Egypt, when God judges, even on a smaller scale, even a localized scale, how powerful, how immense, how thorough, how precise. Mm. Yeah. Like right down to the firstborn. Like mm. powerful, but not chaotic, not, mm. but still perfectly mm. executed against those that God is intending to judge. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also an important thing too, that there will be nobody who is judged eternally that is, that shouldn't have been. Yep. And yep. there will no, there will be nobody who gets into the presence of God who shouldn't be there because of the righteousness of Jesus. Mm. And that, I guess that brings us back to the impartiality, Mm. um, which helps us to make sense of this whole thing is Jesus. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So in his outline, number four, in his little marks here, he says the best suffer here and the evil prosper here. There is a judgment. So I just wanted to just talk about this in, in the sense of what do you think? Because this isn't his full manuscript. This is just bullet points. <clears throat> what would he have preached? Like, what could you picture Spurgeon saying based on looking? He's, he's preaching his sermon. He's like, boom, he's, he's going. It's the booming baritone of, <laughs> of what, what's the rest of the book called? Sorry, Ed. You know, it's Ed Moore. Ed Moore. Ed Romine's new book. <laughs> I can't remember. Booming sorry, baritone Ed. voice of brussels no i know he did use alliteration <laughs> anyway I so find it <laughs> yeah so in this outline <laughs> boom he goes from god's moral government uh reasons reason gives assent to it these are all just little shorthands of course there have been fearful judgments in this world and then he gets to number four the best suffer here the evil prosper here therefore there is a judgment what would he preach this mm. is like an impromptu preaching for you josh oh here we preach go. it you these are your notes man these are my notes i'm pre uh this, this, uh, <laughs> um nicely said thank you i think just in his compassion and all of his ministries that he had i i imagine him speaking beautifully and uh softly to those who ex- who were sitting there and have experienced suffering because mm-hmm. I, I know he has a heart for people who suffer. So I imagine that being um, him probably taking some time to those who suffer now and telling them that they have a savior. Um, they have a savior who sympathizes with them and cares for their weariness. And yeah. then I also see him being very pointed to mm-hmm. those who would be in that, in that um, congregation there who are evil and prospering off of other people's um, uh, off of other people's suffering yeah. and then being very pointed to them that they must turn to the savior or else they would they would fall 
in their uh, their eventual judgment. So their judgment is for the suffering. Their judgment is is now in life where they have to suffer for this little while while they will be restored to life and abundance mm. and all of this prospering that happens for the evil one is their reward because they will receive a swift and um, mercifulness mm. judgment. Mercifulness. A merciless, <clears throat> right? Is that the word? Merciless, merciless judgment. Yeah. Mercilessness merciless is the opposite. Yep. <laughs> that would be full of mercy. <laughs> Whatever I was trying to say. Psalm 73, um, Psalm of Asaph, God is in Israel, or God is good to Israel, but then he talks about how they see uh, the, the wicked prospering, and then he gets down to verse 17. He says, until I went into the sanctuary of God, and then I discerned their end. Truly, you set them in slippery places. You make them fall to ruin. How they are destroyed in a moment, swept away utterly by terrors. So that's the view that you get. The righteous get this view on earth of the wicked prospering, but mm-hmm. then you come into the sanctuary of God, and he reminds you that he's going to make their their way slippery. Mm-hmm. Like, they will come to an end. The wicked will come to an end. I like that that was your thought when you thought of judgment. What would he preach? I think that's a very good, <laughs> a likely scenario, that mm-hmm. he would be using it as a way to comfort. Um, but also just to bring truth that, yeah, there is judgment coming for the prosperous evil that sort of skews our view of God's equity. Like, mm. that's not fair. How many times do we look at the, the well, everything that media depicts, and if Christians are gullible and, uh, and naive enough to still watch mainstream media, mainstream shows, and think that's reality. Like, reality TV is really not reality TV. No. Um, it's a painted picture of what they want you to believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to be looking to Christ and the gospel and the word <clears throat> to know what is true. And God's equity, he, he truly is a God of equity. When we look at the big picture, that at the end, no one gets away with any sin. Mm. All will be judged. And so... That is a, a good and hopeful thing. All right, a couple more things. Look at yep. verse, uh, number six and seven. He says yep. two things. The death of Christ proves it, speaking of judgment, and mm-hmm. God's word and his oath cancels it, speaking of a judgment. Mm-hmm. So thinking of the, the importance of why is, why is that important to factor in Christ? The death of Christ proves it, and then secondly, uh, his oath cancels it. So I'll take the first one. You take the second one. Okay. All right. First one, I think just the death of Christ, one thing that we can miss in the gospel, uh, and if you've been a Christian for a while and you've not meditated on this, do that today, that God's wrath poured on Jesus is what was happening in his death. Christ not only just, he didn't just stop breathing. He was crushed for our iniquities. It pleased God the Father to crush him. That is judgment. Isaiah 53 is speaking of judgment. So the death of Christ proves to us that God is a judging God. And wrath is poured out against sin. And the way we see that come together in Scripture is that Christ bore our sin upon his shoulders. And therefore, when the Father poured out his wrath on Christ, he was pouring it out on him in our place. Mm -hmm. Substitutionary atonement. He took on the judgment of God. That's a proof of judgment. So then second part, God's word and his oath cancels it. What in the world is that talking about? So Exodus 34, 6 and 7 says that the Lord passed before him and proclaimed the Lord. 
The Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, keeping steadfast love for thousands, Mm. forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, but who will by no means clear the guilty, Mm -hmm. visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children and the children's children to the third and the fourth generation. So God's love and it, but and it's being slow to anger, who's forgiving iniquity will not clear the guilty. Mm. And so those two things are, are good because God's word and his oath here is saying that people will be forgiven, but he's yeah. not going to just clear it. That's right. He is yeah. going to satisfy it. It's and good. you mentioned the propitiation like that is yep. we have to understand that that way. Yeah. It is a beautiful Just so people know, go. where did I mention propitiation? Because I didn't say propitiation, but I did mention propitiation. Didn't you? No, but you probably heard it in the thing that I was in. I was inferring propitiation. I really want to rewind. I no. I could have well, sworn so I people the understand. Word. Like I mentioned substitutionary atonement. I, I mentioned the wrath coming upon Christ in our stead, which okay. would be the propitiation. Okay. Yeah, it's funny. I did not say propitiation. Man, it's all, so all I heard funny. in my head was propitiation. But it's a good word. It is. I love it. It is the fact that uh, the first Corinthians, right? Isn't mm. it Corinthians? Yeah, there's there's that, and then there's... Who's the propitiation of our for, sins, yeah. not only our sins, but that of the whole world. Oh, that's that's first John. That's first John. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but there's other places. There's other places. Yeah. Which doesn't um, mean that everybody's sin is forgiven, because that wouldn't right. make any sense. But that's, right. that's yeah, another that's podcast. That's another podcast. Uh but it's the fact that it, the definition of it is penal substitutionary atonement. That is the definition of the word propitiation. Yeah. That the that something had to be paid here, but it was paid on something else. Amen. Um, so penal substitutionary atonement is yeah. one of the most beautiful and Christian doctrines that exist. Yeah. Uh, and to deny it, I think, is to fundamentally misunderstand who we are and what God has done. Yeah. Um, so he has forgiven iniquity, uh, and he has not cleared the guilty, mm-hmm. um, that his, that the wrath of God will either fall upon the son or fall upon you. That's right. Uh, yeah. and there is no escaping that. So God's word in his oath, uh, cancels it cancels mm-hmm. that debt not because he just said you know what for you it's fine yeah but because he he poured it out on his son instead of you and you were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh but god made alive together with him having forgiven us all our trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against mm. us with its legal demands that's speaking of the penal substance. It's the legal, what is owing to you because you broke the law and the court has said you are yeah. to be judged because you are guilty. Yeah. But that debt was canceled for us because mm-hmm. Christ was punished in our stead. Mm-hmm. That's good, man. Uh, so, so those good. two things make sense in his outline. Yeah. Um, so let's just wrap up by just saying why why is impartiality hard for people to understand when it comes to the nature of God dealing with mankind. So thinking about God looks at people impartiality impartially, but why is that hard for us to sort of wrap our minds around impartiality? Meaning like 
our eyes see it differently than God. But so, yeah, wh- mm-hmm. why is it? Why is this? Could this be a hang up for people? Yeah, because God looks at the outward. Uh, man looks at the outward appearance. <laughs> good. God looks at the outward appearance, but man sees the heart. <laughs> That's good, Josh. <laughs> Thank you. You're you're fired. <laughs> no, That's fair. No, I understand. <laughs> you're rehired. Yay. So <laughs> actually, I don't. We don't. We don't pay each other anything. Actually, I pay That's you. True. You pay me, and we're it's even. It's even. <laughs> We get here every time and we just exchange 20s. <laughs> this is for you. Thank you. This one's for you. Oh, man. Different 20s, too. We don't just hand it back and forth because that would be weird. That's the 20 you gave me last week. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so anyways. Yeah. yeah. Why is that? Why is it difficult? Uh, yeah. yeah. Because we, uh, we, we see sinfully. Yeah. Um, we've been given the spirit for those of us in Christ. The world in general as a whole definitely sees the um, sees things through sin-colored glasses. Yeah. Uh, and we still, too, as much as the Holy Spirit is in us and we have a renewed mind, it is renewing. Um, it's never going to be perfect on this side. But God does not see it that way. Right. He does not see things clouded by mm. pride, uh, uh, imperfect pride. And I think God's the only one who actually, actually can be proud. Because he in, a, in the right way, in, in a right way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he, I mean, he talks about him being a jealous God. You can only be jealous if you have if you are o- if you're over everything. Anyways, that's a whole nother. Yeah. Sorry. That was, I keep that's going a, down tangents. That's, yeah. Those are sketch. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sketchy. I mean, I wouldn't I don't think I would I would ever say God is proud unless you could say. Yeah. He has fatherly pride like yeah. he's proud like he is uh, he finds great joy in being our father. Yep. In that sense of pride? Is yep. that what you were talking about? I'm thinking like he, he created the world and he said, this is good. Yeah, like I did a good job. Yeah. And he, he pat- just kind of pat himself on the back. He's like, <laughs> yeah. Hey, Yahweh. Some people might listen good. to this and be like, well, I don't. Th- so I just figured. We, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but yes, I think we I understand there is tangents. no sin in God. We understand yes. this. Yeah. I, uh, I don't think good. that would be a main point in a sermon I bring up. Yeah, like, yeah. We're, today we're talking about God's point pridefulness. Number one, why God is so proud of you. <laughs> Another thing I would say is that um, we, when we think about God's judgment, I think at times people want what's on the outside to make a difference to God. Yeah. We, we want our outside accomplishments, maybe Mm -hmm. that we're maybe a minority or we've done something that's rare and like, God's going to just see me. He's going to take my victim status He's going to treat me differently mm-hmm. because I'm a victim mm-hmm. when it, it impartial is impartial. Mm-hmm. We, we all need the forgiveness of Christ. We need the, the atonement of Jesus. Yeah. And so whether, whether we like it or not, God sees the heart. He's looking right through what's on the outside. Now I would say that should never be an excuse to not care about what's on the outside. Yes. But yes. and when it comes to how God is going to judge the living and the dead. Mm-hmm. It's not based on what's on the outside. No, nope. it's the condition of the heart. Yeah, yeah. So, yep. how can we kind of bring this all? Some final thoughts. Wrap it up with the gospel. Why does this all make? Mm-hmm. Why is this important? Uh, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, amen. I'm man. really bad at that. No, uh, well, yeah. So no, we'll, I'm really bad at going, mm, yeah. I oh, have yeah. an answer. Mm, mm. I have oh, yeah. an answer. Okay. I just mm. think, mm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm thinking last Sunday, 
for your for your sermon mm-hmm. um that what shall we say then are we to continue in sin so that grace may abound mm-hmm. may it never be how shall we who died to sin still live in it or do you not know that when you were uh you're buried with him you're also buried into his death mm-hmm. so we for those and then like i just mentioned in romans 10 everyone who calls upon the name of the lord will be saved yeah god's in Partial judgment means people don't have differing standards of righteousness to achieve. Mm-hmm. Like you were talking about victimhood uh, or, or a victim mentality. There's not for those. And then that means, okay, so if you see yourself as a victim, are there more victims than or more people on further on the victim scale than you? So do you not have to, do you have to atone harder then someone else might have to atone. Where's that line? Right. God's impartiality and the fact that he does go straight to the heart is the most wonderful thing a God could possibly ever do. Yeah, that's right. Because it's, it's across the board. Um, sin is invasive and it goes down to our bones. Mm-hmm. Um, like the worst case of cancer, it, it destroys from the inside out. Yeah. God is the only one who can go down down as far into our the depths of our soul as needed the joints and marrow the joints and marrow yeah. the yeah. soul and spirit yeah. to affect active possible change mm-hmm. through what Christ has done amen that's good. Um, so that's where you need to fall one who is listening to this and maybe haven't come to Christ is is that the impartial judgment and wrath is is good because there is an impartial uh, forgiveness Amen. for you if you repent and call right. on the name of the Lord Jesus. And if you have come to Christ and you're listening to this, then there's so much rejoicing to be had because you are safe having been re- hidden in Christ mm-hmm. and his, his receiving the judgment of the Father was in your place yeah. and you can rejoice. You are free. Your yeah. debt has been canceled. Rejoice. Re- keep repenting of sin. That grace that you've been given is your motivation and your catalyst to begin to sin less and to grow closer to Christ. So mm-hmm. go love your spouses and love your kids and work hard and, and read your Bibles. Go to church. <laughs> Be in fellowship. Do these things. Be forward motion in your walk with Christ because of this great thing. The end is going to come. Judgment is going to come. And guess what? We, we will not be cast into hell forever mm. because of the merits of God yep. through Christ Jesus. So amen, amen, amen. Amen. Awesome, amen, dude. And amen. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for the conversation. Oh, Good. Thank, thank yeah. you. No, thank you. I appreciate you. you having this conversation. Yeah, with me. no, I'm I mean, you could have had it with anybody else. I I thought about it. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. There was nobody else. (laughs) I had no other options. Remember when I said that? I looked. (laughs) Remember when I said that on a Sunday morning? I was like, I'm happy to see most of you or something like that. Or was that at the Spurgeon Conference? No. So you're talking about those who were sick and couldn't be there. And I'm like, I'm I'm really glad to see most of you that are here. (laughs) It's like, "Ah." (laughs) I've done that many times in my life where Callie has to say, huh? Yeah. Well, hope you guys enjoyed the episode. And we've got an intro that they already listened yeah, to. You so already what, know what to do. Do it. Do all the things. Go do it. Man. It's your fault if we don't get popular. Sorry. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Thanks for uh, hanging out with us. Until next time. See ya. Bye.